Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Green. I vividly remember March 3rd, 2020. I recorded a podcast with Lisa Movius, the China Bureau Chief and Asia Correspondent for the Art Newspaper, about the coronavirus and its impact on the Chinese art market. At the time, we were under the impression that the virus was contained within China, and while it was causing some deaths and lockdowns there, I was most interested in how the Chinese art market was coping with it. Of course, we had no idea that a global pandemic was about to ensue. The most surreal part of that episode, actually, was when we finished recording, and Lisa went into detail with me about the degree of the lockdowns there, and she insisted that the virus would be in America shortly and everywhere around the world. We would wear masks and be forced to work from home, and we would have to do temperature checks when we went to the restaurants or grocery stores. I remember finishing speaking with Lisa, and while what she said seemed unbelievable at the time, it shook me, and I was scared that her forecast was going to be true. In the end, of course, it was true, and even more severe than she had suspected. And so here we are exactly two years later, and so we wanted to have Lisa back on the podcast to update us on what's going on in China now relating to the pandemic, as well as how the art world there has been able to push forward during these past two years. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Lisa, I hope you're doing well. Thanks so much for coming back on. It's a pleasure to be back, Adam. Definitely. We had you on the podcast in early March of 2020. It really turned out to be one of the most memorable episodes you've ever had on this podcast. I remember at the time reading about this virus named coronavirus that was in China, and it was disrupting the art market and the art world there. And you wrote a great article detailing just how impactful it was. And I read that, and I reached out and invited you to come on to update us from the scene there in China as to what was actually happening. And at the time, it was this virus that felt so distant and so far away, and I didn't anticipate it would impact the world outside of Asia in any capacity. And it was just It was just a very surreal episode looking back now. The world has changed so much since then, of course. But we really appreciate having you back on to update us on how things are in China right now and talk about a variety of aspects of the Chinese art market. But before we even get into the art world, tell us, how are things in Shanghai and the rest of China now relating to COVID? Well, Adam, when we spoke in March 2020, Uh, China was just coming out of its nationwide lockdown for most of the country, which we had started at the beginning of February 2020. So pretty much everything had lifted by May or June 2020. And there hasn't been a nationwide lockdown since then. Instead, there's been just like spot lockdowns of just neighborhoods, or in one case, an entire city. Last month, Xi'an was under lockdown for an entire month because there was a large outbreak there. But by and large, after uh, summer 2020, things have returned to pretty much business as usual, life as usual. You can travel, you just need to, you know, still have to use the travel codes in in many cases, but we're all pretty much used to it. And it's not particularly onerous. People mask up even when they don't have to. Um, You only have to if you're on public transit or in places like a hospital, but about 50 to 60 people just wear them anyways, because it's become habit now. Um, Right now, China, like since last month, China's having its first big quote-unquote outbreak. 
um, since the beginning of everything. Um, but that means we had um, 85 symptomatic cases today in a country of uh, 1.5 billion people. Uh, so that gives you a sense of how well, much of a bubble it is and how well it's contained through these tracking and these quarantines and these very spot lockdowns. And so what is the mood in China like at the moment within the art world there? I mean, here within the US and Europe and some other places, after the first few months of the pandemic, the market has just been so resilient and shockingly rebounded to beyond where it was even before the pandemic. In, in the latter half of 2020, we sound, saw a really incredible rebound in the art market, at least. The economy was pretty slow that year. It only uh, grew 2.3%. Uh, but the overall art market, especially the November Shanghai fairs, the mood was really ebullient because people were so glad to be out again and post-lockdown, being able to go to fairs and interact again, even though we're all locked in the country. And you know, if we leave, it's very hard to come back. Um, if you can get back, there's a quarantine, but it's also hard to get permission to come back. And it's also hard to find flights because so many have been canceled. So people, by and large, have just stayed put within the country without international travel. However, it's a big country. Um, there's big domestic market. There's, um, you know, more and more little fairs um, popping up in these second tier cities. Uh, so there's a lot happening. And especially the bigger fairs in the first when they first had the return in 2020 saw a really good energy. Um, so that was 2020. And then last year, things were kind of even keel. It was about the same, you know, economic pace as we've had in previous years of around um, 5%. Uh, sorry, that was 8.1% last year. So sort of a recovery, um, a recovery from, you know, the slow slowness of 2020. Um, that was the economy overall, but I feel like the art market was a little bit more, not as fast as it was at the end of 2020. It was much more, um, the people who are going to jump in had already jumped in. The people who are eager to buy had already bought. And so it was more of a um, sort of reaching a consensus about how things were going to stabilize going forward. Uh, and this year, it really is hard to say because the overall economic indicators are you know, pretty stable, but there are things like you know, the certain political instability happening in Europe that we don't know how it's going to impact Asia and also end of last year, beginning of this year, there was a big uh, real estate um, firm called Evergrande that um, has gone into default on its uh, 30 billion US dollars in debt. And so that's probably going to have a big impact on things like the property market, which is going to hit a lot of the um, art collectors, of course. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how really the next several months play out. And so you wrote a really great article for Art Basel recently crediting Chinese galleries' agility as one of the primary reasons why they were able to survive and in many cases thrive during this pandemic. I would love it if you can shed some light on that for us and explain some of the ways galleries in China were able to be agile during this pandemic. Well, during the lockdown period, a lot of uh, galleries couldn't actually access their physical spaces. So they often gave up those premises or decided that was what they were going to do going forward. And so some of these galleries have been just entirely disembodied and working from home or having like a small office instead of a full gallery. Even galleries who kept their spaces, some of them say gave up their like, nice storage space and so on. Um, and some of them have been doing things like small pop-ups and uh, interactive things and you know, doing projects in other cities to reach a bigger audience, that sort of thing. And so going to art fairs this past year, whether it was in New York, or Basel, Switzerland, Miami, most recently in Los Angeles, 
Chinese galleries and collectors are noticeably absent due to the strict quarantine rules they have there. How are the participants in the art world in China feeling just about not being able to be present physically at these fairs and events around the world? I think everyone misses their usual uh, jet-setting lifestyles for sure. But the reluctance to travel to Western fairs, of course, is not just quarantine issues. There's also a question about safety uh, because a lot of the fairs in the West, people don't wear masks. There's not temperature checks. There's not testing. And, you know, there have been cases of dealers going to art fairs and catching COVID and dying. And so, you know, everyone feels like there's a big personal risk to travel abroad for fairs now. Um, there's been, meanwhile, an explosion of domestic fairs. Uh, this was happening before COVID, but definitely has has ratcheted up in terms of people's interest in fairs like in Shenzhen, in Xiamen. Um, and so they're looking more at expanding these um, domestic markets. Um, these, the support from these fairs is not just coming from the usual fair organizers, but a lot of cities feel like that organizing an art fair and especially a contemporary art fair is a way to sort of pump some new culture into their cities and get some, you know, cultural, uh, to attract more like cultural talent and things like that. So that's also been a big strategy for local galleries to, you know, focus more locally instead of internationally. So I remember when art fairs started occurring again in New York, people were excited and interested and really taking note as to who attended the fair and what galleries exhibited because they were using this as a metric really to see where things stand and how far away we are towards a normal kind of international art fair in New York. Art Basel Hong Kong has been postponed slightly, I think, from March to May. Is that an event locally that people are looking to gauge where things stand? Actually, no, because there's also travel restrictions between Hong Kong and mainland China. So mainland China is pretty much a a pretty safe COVID bubble, but Hong Kong is having a pretty intense outbreak right now. Um, It's first one for a long time. And so we don't know how, how much that will subside by May. And so anyone coming from Hong Kong to China still has to quarantine for two weeks. Got it. So mainland China and Hong Kong, despite physically being so close to each other, you know, really travel between the two is quite difficult, just like it is between China and much further places like the US or Europe. People are reluctant to travel just for a fair. I know some dealers who are have to go between the two and have become quite the uh, professional quarantiners and have done it three or four times um, because they have to work in both regions. Wow. So, you know, we've been reading about cases rising in Hong Kong recently. And so, What does that mean for the art world in Hong Kong versus mainland China? Are things just in very different places right now? Yeah, they're definitely in very different places. Hong Kong has its own strong core of galleries and collectors and artists, but traditionally it has very much depended on um, the influx from the mainland. So having having this kind of closing off is a bit challenging for Art Basel in Hong Kong and the overall art market in Hong Kong. But there's still, you know, a lot of galleries are still joining Art Basel in Hong Kong via the satellite booths. And, um, you know, it's it's okay. It's it's not as good as being in person, but it's it's a way to manage. Well, Lisa, thanks so much again for coming out of the podcast and updating us from Shanghai as to how things are going there relating to COVID and the art markets. We're glad to hear you're doing well and staying safe. And if our listeners want to stay updated on any new articles in the art newspaper or Art Basel, as well as just your musings on the art markets, where can we find you on social media? Uh, My Twitter handle is just at Lisa Movius, full name. And most of my stories, as you say, are on the, the art newspaper. Perfect. Thanks again. Thank you. Take care.